0: Hello everyone, welcome to Red Men TV, I'm Steve Hutt, it is time for the Red Men Bite Size podcast here on Monday 20th of March and yeah, going to be talking about all the stuff happening around Liverpool Football Club There may be no games due to the FA Cup and international break but there's still plenty to talk about when it comes to LFC, as there usually is and yeah, David Ornstein of The Athletic, let's get straight into it Seth the cat among the pigeons this morning with his tweet ahead of his weekly column He tweeted as things stand, Liverpool are increasingly likely to sign Jude Bellingham this summer. The expected price and financial power of rivals puts LFC hopes in doubt. The pursuit's not off, and there's no firm decision. But the sense is Man City and Real Madrid are in a stronger position. So that's the tweet. I'm going to read a little bit more of his article now. This is from behind the Athletic paywall, so bear in mind, yeah. If you want to go and read the whole thing, you do need to go over and sign up to the Athletic. But a little bit what they've said is. As follows. So he says that makes the deal challenging for every inset of the party, and therefore, as things stand, it's regarded as as increasingly unlikely that Liverpool will sign Bellingham in this summer's transfer window. The 19 time English champions have probably been more heavily linked than anyone else. And manager Jurgen Klopp is a huge admirer, but the anticipated fee, financial power of rival suitors, and their reticence about entering into a bidding war at the level expected has cast significant doubt on Liverpool's chances. It does not mean the pursuit is off. No firm decisions have been made, although sources with knowledge of the matter think Man City and Real Madrid are in stronger positions at the moment. Considering Liverpool are going to finish this season empty-handed in terms of trophies, other than the August Community Shield over Man City, seven points out of the Champions League spots after 26 games, have expiring contracts on an ageing in all parts of the squad. Some, are, some major calls are approaching and recruitment work is taking place on multiple fronts and with various options. Right then, that's a lot of words to essentially say... The doubt that Liverpool can get Jude Bellingham um, because of the fee and the interest of other parties. My response, and I went out on my own personal Twitter, was along the lines of, "Well, Liverpool knew how much that Jude Bellingham was going to cost. They knew that other teams would want him, and they're very much aware that other teams seemingly have more. Well, definitely have an ability to spend more money sometimes than Liverpool. So this one really, for me, is a little bit something that doesn't quite add up." The Reds want you Bellingham. They know how good he is. They know how much he's always going to cost. And they they would have known that they were going to be the only team interested. He's too good of a player for the big teams. Your Madrids and your Cities and your PSG's and your Chelsea's, your Man United's. All of these clubs are obviously going to be in for a player who is this good. So I'm not quite sure what Liverpool have been doing, if they've waited a year or so. And then finally, the bid more potentially comes and they're not interested. I don't understand that. Um, it's it's Obviously, when you read the first tweet, it's like, oh my God very disheartening to say that at least Liverpool definitely want this player. We'd all love Jude Bellingham to sign for Liverpool. Um, so the, the whole not get into a bidding war thing, I don't like, to be honest with you. If Jude Bellingham decided, and it was his choice to go to Real Madrid or go to Manchester City or go to Chelsea or go to United or Paris or whatever it was, over going to Liverpool, I think kind of like what Schumann did when he just chose Real Madrid uh, in the summer, it's not ideal, but I think that's an easier pill to swallow than... Not even getting into getting to this far into it, and then deciding to back out or not getting involved. I don't know. Maybe they still will do, and they're just hoping that it's a little bit like the of Van Dijk situation, where the player just desperately wants to join the one club and he puts pressure on Dortmund to let him come. It feels like that's where we're at right now. But as it stands, you know, if you, if you, if he's more interested in immediate success and winning something, well, City, are then you know they're already. Looking likely they've got a very very good chance of winning the league, although they're trailing Arsenal by a few points, of course. They're in the semi-finals of the FA Cup, they're still in the Champions League. Real Madrid, same boat, of course, as well. While they're not exactly um, flying in La Liga with, with Barcelona ahead of them, they're still very much, uh, you know, twelve points is a lot. They're not going to win that, but they're going to be. We know where they are in the Champions League already, having knocked us out. They're always there or thereabouts. They're up, you know, it's an unrealistic, rate. I think that they're not going to be any more. Uh, Any worse than second off in Spain, really. So it's an interesting one. You know, those teams might be able to offer more chance of trophies. They can probably offer more wages as well. But you, Bellingham, and Liverpool would have known this all along. So while it's a, a concern, I think the important thing is the pursuit's not off and there's been no firm decision made. It feels a bit like David Ornstein's got weird. that Liverpool have got a price and they're willing to go there, but they're not. You know, there's no budget or they're not willing to go even more. And, and if City and Madrid in particular drive that price up, then it gets a bit messy. But yeah, it would be it would be hugely, hugely disappointing if Bellingham goes elsewhere because of a financial issue. Like I say, if it was just his choice, not ideal, but you can kind of begrudgingly accept that. If it comes down to the finance, I think that's going to be a very, very bitter pill for us all to swallow. There's going to be loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads written and said about you, Bellingham over the next few weeks, as it appears. He's getting closer to making a decision about where his future lies. He could even stay on Borussia Dortmund. That isn't completely ruled out yet. They're trying to get him tied down to a new contract as well. Um, but yeah, heads half fell off this morning. I, again, it, everyone's on edge anyway. Liverpool haven't been playing particularly well recently. Look at the season. We, we're not going to win something again other than the community shield that David Ornstein mentioned in his article. So it's a concerning time. And looking ahead to the wars this summer, if it's not Drew Bellingham... Not great. They still need to do considerable work on the squad. There is a lot that needs doing. You know, there's been links to numerous players, of course. You make some mountains. Matthias Nunes, etc., etc., etc. Um, Liverpool have got a lot of work to do this summer because there are. We know for the fact of at least three players in in Chamberlain, Caten and Firmino are leaving. There's a very good chance Joel Matip goes. We don't know where we're at with James Milner's future. Kevin Keller. There's loads and loads of overhaul coming. Liverpool's recruitment team. Really need to get that act together. Really, right from the top in terms of how much money is coming down from, from FSG all the way through. Ducks need in a row. They could do with Jude Bellingham sooner rather than later making this decision. So we all know for sure. I, hopefully fingers crossed he does come to Anfield. But it feels like the most people presumed he was coming to Liverpool. I think that that presumptions now are starting to air the other way slightly. Planning for your next trip. like me, in a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. The, um, speaking of transfers, and next season, then speaking in his court offside column, transfer guru Fabrizio Romano um, has said. There's no decision has been made yet on the future of Fabio Carvalho. With Liverpool needing to take into account the player's wishes, for Carvalho, Liverpool are going to decide in May or June if they're going to let Fabio Carvalho go out on a season-long loan next year. We've seen already they let Harvey Elliott sign from Fulham. A little bit, of course, different age profile. Of course, uh, Fabio Carvalho is 20 now. Um, he turns 21 in August, so he's a, he's a, he's on all the player, but similar path of bring him in, get him around the squad for it, let him have a year out on loan and come back, and, having played a lot of football. Tyler Morton's currently out on loan, maybe going a similar th- uh, thought. Now, Fabio Carvalho, of course, is, um, is 20, nearly 21, and he's he was signed, we, we were told, as a senior player, but he's made uh, 20 appearances for Liverpool so far this season, of course, scoring just the three goals. And it almost feels at times like Jürgen's been a bit hesitant or reluctant to use him. I think it's fair to say. So if the player does fancy getting himself out on loan, it, it, it you know it does kind of make sense if you think about it. Like I say, in just 20 games this season, um, only eight starts, 12 times he's come on off the bench, including very, very recently against Madrid. He did the same against Bournemouth late on. A lot of his appearances off the bench have been quite late in games. He hasn't started since... Um, the 1-0 win F in the FA Cup against Wolves in early February. Before that, he started the League Cup game against Man City and Derby. Um, it's, he started the, the last Premier League game, was Nottingham Forest when we got beat, he also started the West Ham game a few days earlier when Liverpool did have problems in terms of their forward options. So I think it's fair to say, I, and be I, me saying this, I expect a little bit more in terms of the involvement so far this season. We haven't quite got there. So I don't think it will be a huge shock, especially if you can get him a Premier League loan. I think that would be the ideal. Liverpool may be looking to see who's going to be in the division because as it stands, it's hard to say, well, we're going to loan him out to ex-Premier League club this year because it's unless there's someone in the top half now who really, really wants him, maybe a Brighton, perhaps a Brentford, a Fulham, back to Fulham, where he, of course, he's done so well in, in the recent past and he knows that club potentially. But effectively... As it stands, everyone from 12th position, Crystal Palace on 27 points, right the way down to Southampton, who are bottom of the league on 23 points. Eight, you know, that's a lot of teams who are very much still in survival mode, relegation battling. So, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's nine teams there who are very much relegation contenders. It's only really Aston Villa in 11th place upwards, who you'd say are guaranteed to be in this division next year. So if Liverpool are looking for a lone team, Unless, like I mentioned before, the, the obvious ones that make sense would be a Brighton, Brentford, or Fulham, of course. Over than that, maybe Villa. Um, over than that, Liverpool can't plan ahead because they don't know who's going to be in the division. Of course, the, unless you know, we we what I would say is Burnley look like they're going to be in indefinitely going to be in it as well. Um, given how well they're doing in the Championship, they're absolutely flying. I think it's are almost mathematically up as it is. They're on eighty three points. While Middlesbrough, who were in third place, are on sixty seven. Burnley are flying, so they're they're almost certainly going to be in it. So yeah, if you're looking at the eleven teams at the top of the league, and then Ben. That's all we know. So that's probably why they're going to wait for a bit longer for a decision. But I think I actually think again, a lot depends on the, on the future and what's going to be coming down the line. We know Roberto Firmino's coming leaving at the end of the season, so maybe they see Carvalho moving into like a six choice forward role. But it might be more beneficial for him if he can get himself out on loan, have a season under his belt, and then come back. Maybe I don't know. But I'm not surprised by this story at all, uh, if truth be told. And then finally, in the same article, Fabrizio Romano spoke about Keith Keller, saying Liverpool are going to take into account again his wishes. There's a, a chance that he, get, he could be one of the players who was sold if he wants to go and get regular football. Um, again, Liverpool have signed Keith and Keller head to a long term contract. So there's a, there's, a, there's scope, of course, to loan him. We saw Chelsea do this a few times you know, with Thibaut Courtois. We saw Man United do it with Dean Anderson. You can just loan him out, loan, keep loaning him out, loan him out season on season and then eventually make your decision. Um, but if he just wants to get himself out there and a club wants him, wants to make him their goalie for the next five years, it feels like Liverpool might grant Keith Keller that wish. But again, that, what that will mean if Adrian's potentially going to leave, given his contract's expired, and that's another hole you've got to fill. It, it becomes messy. Um, but I'll be honest, I would be shocked if Keith Keller was Liverpool's back-up goalie next season. He's either going to be out on loan Potentially sold. That is the the general sense I get. Anyway, right then, thanks very much for listening to a, a very transfer-packed edition of Bite Size. We want to let you guys know what's here on Red Men over the next few days on this podcast feed, or indeed over on Red Men Plus. Um, the Red Men Originals podcast will be in this feed now, as it stands. Tomorrow, you will get the first episode completely free of my Liverpool debut. Our docu series focusing on these on the debuts of six former Reds. Jamie Carragher's version will be free on this audio feed tomorrow, so check out that one if you want to go back and listen to the other five, including Phil Thompson, Jim Beglin, and Bruce Grobler. They will be all over on Redmen Plus. Um, speaking of Redmen Plus, then if you want to listen to any of those great shows that I've just mentioned, or again like I say, if you want to watch them, head to Redmen Plus. If you sign up as a monthly club captain and use the code BITESIZE, B I T E S I Z E. On the payment screen, you'll get 50% off for the first three months. So instead of it being a 5 a month for three months, you'll get it for two fifty dollars a month for the first three months. Absolute bargain. So yeah, redmenplus.com, monthly club captain. Use the code BITESIZE. Get involved in all of our amazing content, both in video and indeed in podcast forms. And yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the Redmen Bitesize. Until then, I'll see you all soon. Take care, everyone. Small details are big surfaces?